0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan from the uh, TIG Show Northern Villa, and I just want to let you know today's episode is filled with spoilers for the boys on Amazon. So if you want to see the show and you haven't seen the show yet, uh, you might want to uh, binge the show before you listen to this episode.
1: Welcome to another episode of The Illustrious Gentleman, the place where comic book artists and top blokes Scott Garleski and Ryan Cody talk about life, work, comics, and booze follow the show on twitter at tig underscore show don't forget to let us know what you're drinking while you're listening to the show go on yourself big man
0: you can't have you can't
1: have you dying of sweat induced issues (laughs) yeah (laughs) sweat induced issues Right, heat stroke, I
0: think, is what they call it.
1: All right, what did you just crack? I just uh, popped lock. open a Cooper's Brewery Original Pale Ale. Yeah,
0: I've never heard of Cooper's Brewing. I assume they're not Arizona.
1: No, it's they're Aussies. Australian made, Australian owned.
0: Wow, and they went so... Uh, so uh, far out of the box that they have a kangaroo on their label.
1: Well, that yeah. What else are you gonna do?
0: I don't know, but I don't. What else is in Australia? Like yeah,
1: it's nice. It's it's a, it's a simple bottle. I like it. it like a like giant a
0: deadly spider, or a giant deadly beetle, or, or a giant deadly ant, a crocodile, crocodile.
1: They could have put Steve
0: Irwin on the bottle. Right there, you go. Post uh, post stingray injection right
1: right yeah with the yeah right south park style with the stingray hanging off of his chest stick my thumb up his butthole
0: someone whose opinion i trust uh told me that they were traveling internationally and the most racist people they met were australians wow by a mile by a mile a mile oh. yeah. or a kilometer i guess i guess it'd be by a kilometer yeah you're right See, I'm not I'm not good at these jokes. Uh, last week, uh, our audio wasn't great, and a lot of your audio was dropping as we were talking. So I got to hear all your good jokes as I was editing the podcast. It was that's enjoyable. how it works. Yeah, and most people think that when I mean, you say something funny and I don't react, it's because I'm like a jerk or whatever. But really, it's because <laughs> I don't hear what you say, so there's no reaction that to it. That doesn't mean most you're not a time. jerk. Right, right. But that's our that's our magic. Oh. That's our. Uh, that's our partnership. All right, talk about that because I have to let my it's beer bit. It's got a good nose. A
1: mm. it, oh, for a pale ale, this is. I don't get hoppy, I get like really sweet. Not, almost like a caramel or caramel, like we say here caramel. in the States. That's right. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right, we'll see.
0: Okay, what's the what's the deeds? What's the ABV? What's the oh yeah right right right,
1: uh, four point
0: five percent. Maybe you can go work out after this. Go run a mile or two. Yeah, do some wi- do some wind sprints. Talk about sweat-induced bur- death. Some burpees. Uh, okay, uh, I was told to. Oh, not told not like somebody told me this i the internet told me so i bought this this 12 pack of mystery beer at the store last week and Uh like i said half of it is like damn belgians so i was gonna go out this morning and get a beer but then i was like i know i got something in there so i have a la Trope quadruple trappist ale so it's a belgian so then i googled like why do i hate belgians
1: and talk about racist
0: yeah, so a Beer Advocate article came up, or you know, from their forum came up, and uh, everyone said the reason people don't like Belgian beers, I'm sure the Belgian people are fine, is that the Belgian yeast, it's its a certain kind of yeast that imparts a fruit and spice flavors that you're not used to getting in like American yeasts. And saying the word yeast kind of grosses me out. Yeah. Uh, but That's approaching moist that's, territory. Right, right. Yeasty, moisty panties. So, <laughs> um, the three words that, that are going to make you gag. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's what it is. I don't like the sweetness, maybe, of Belgians, but like I said, it was already in the fridge. It's ten percent, so it's oh. even if it's hor- even if it's horrible, it's going to do the job. And it is so it is a La Trap Quadruple. It's a Belgian Quadruple right. tra- Trappist Ale. It's ten percent. It's from Beerbrauwergie uh, de Koningschroven BV from the Netherlands. Um, yep. Uh, and I, when I Googled it, it is super highly rated everywhere. Uh, as per usual, I'm going to stick to Beer Advocate. And at Beer Advocate, it's a 4.19 out of 5 with a 93 out of 100 approval rating. So a 93% approval rating from Beer Advocate. Wow. Uh and I I do have some beer advocate theater. Uh so I guess I'll just go ahead and read that. That's what I do mm-hmm. now at this juncture in the show. <clears throat> I wish I could do a good British accent, because this guy's British. <laughs> but I would just make an idiot out of myself, a bigger fool out of myself. Uh cold. Just do Jamaican. <laughs> cold Xmas Pudding. Sweetened stewed cherry compote with gratuitous lashings of brandy slash rum added. Let this one swirl around the mouth before swallowing the flavors. Really seems to build. This is a beast of a beer. A dream winter warmer. I'd need to remortgage, though. I'd need to remortgage, though, given what it costs if it became habit-forming. My wife has suggested I can, quote, buy this again whenever you want, quote, as she rates it two thumbs up as well. Bought from Whole Foods, kensington high street london uh oh i'm sorry and that was by uh johnno willsteed so uh old Jono, My wife said which, she
1: would give it two thumbs up but she only has one arm
0: we don't talk about the accident uh so this guy's johnno obviously named after chamber from generation x um he I, I didn't include it in in my read but i think he paid four pounds for his bottle of beer which is like six maybe seven bucks i i don't quite know but uh that's expensive for a beer but i don't know if i'd go as far as to remortgage the house and i basically got mine for like 74 cents so uh, (laughs) shout out to jano from generation x okay so i guess that's where we're at eight minutes in i i i'm supposed to let it warm i guess I, i guess belgians are supposed to be served at like 50 degrees 55 degrees so i've had it out for about 10 minutes first smell is smells spicy like every other Belgian beer I've ever had mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a sip but then I'm gonna swirl it around in Do my it. mouth like John yeah suggesting yeah
1: gotta move it around hmm hmm hmm
0: <laughs> okay <laughs> alright so uh, everyone tune in in like 40 something minutes for the wrap up uh, okay so today kind of is a uh uh, a superhero i guess centric day so uh i don't really have anything new that i'm into um i guess i'll give a shout out to season three of glow which was fine but not life-changing it's just become sort of like a solid tv show now a lot of like good girl power moments so you know like you would really appreciate it i'm a big allison
1: brie fan one
0: thing stood out and that's uh if they ever make a Stanley biopic they need to get Mark Marin a stand he looks exactly like Stan Lee Yeah. Especially in glow. Um, so whatever that's fine. Uh, I also watched The Boys but that's going to kind of flow into our conversation today so Yeah, I put think a it pin is. Pin in that. We'll put a pin in that to, to use one of your terms. I, I have I have uh, one more note but do you have anything in the anything you're into and what's new category?
1: Uh um, because I'm a twelve-year-old wow. boy, I watch a lot of YouTube, like I've said. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. My new favorite channel is Implicitly Pretentious. I'm a big fan of pop culture video essays, and yeah, like yeah. specifically like about Marvel movies. And he does like a lot of comic book movies. He'll do deep dives into construction of theme and character, and um, they're they're really quite complex and i think that the general public really sells it short despite how popular it is i don't think anybody really realizes how sophisticated the storytelling is
0: okay so i was gonna ask do you watch it because you think it's funny that he does if he shits on something or do you watch it to try to uh like i I would watch something like that because this guy can probably put into words what i'm thinking but i'm not smart enough to put into words So that's why I would watch something like that, but are you doing it as kind of like a, it's funny and whatever, or are you doing it to get like educated and, uh...
1: No, just to get, yeah, no, to get my, to get my education on. Right. Totes, for sure. Uh, So he doesn't mock things, he sort of, uh, breaks things down. He breaks everything down, yeah, but he does it in an entertaining 21st century YouTube kind of way, so it's all a little bit cynical, and self-deprecating it it okay. hits all the right notes for me.
0: Yeah, one late one day last week we were uh doing our little uh screen sharing working together thing and I think uh I took a break during lunch and when I came back I don't I don't think my mic was working or something wasn't working. So I actually listened to you listen to one of those videos for like 20 minutes and I think maybe you were eating or something and you were just laughing like a little kid. <laughs> And I, I couldn't right. really hear what the video was saying. I could just hear you giggling and laughing, and then finally yeah, I just check them out. hung up. Yeah, yeah. Check yeah I out. had to hang up because I I can't handle that much joy in my life. So I fucking disconnected the phone call. Um, all right. And then uh, I had a note here today. I saw online that today is the 12th anniversary of Mike Ringo's passing. So uh, oh bummer. As 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 today's show tends to center around or will tend to center around superheroes in general. I advise everyone to go read some Mike Ringo stuff. I don't have a bunch of his work. I don't know why. Uh, but as a Marvel guy, I would recommend his Marvel work. Uh, Ortelos, which I, I didn't read a lot of, but it's cool that he was able to do his own creator stuff. And you mentioned last week that he was one of your favorite Flash guys because we were talking about the Flash last week. Yeah, I was going to dig air, out off uh, air. Some, yeah.
1: some Flash books. I've got a big Ringo Flash poster I don't know if I could hang up anymore, but, uh, yeah, I dug it as a kid.
0: Wow. I mean, it's uh, – first of all, that shows our age difference because I don't think Ringo was drawing the flash when I was a kid. Uh, but second of all, I mean, a Mike Ringo flash poster has got to be like a pussy magnet, right? Like you hang that up, that's probably why that's, you thats – you're probably afraid of the people of like the rushing pussy. your house. Right, the amount of pussy you would get if you hung up a Mike Ringo <laughs> Flash poster.
1: One more time. Right. Pussy. <laughs> Pussy. <laughs>
0: All right. And I realize I'm saying Mike Ringo a lot. That's because I'm not hundred percent sure how to pronounce his last name completely. will Ringo?
1: I I always said we're Ringo. We're Ringo. It's probably wire though, maybe. W-I-E-R? Wire, w- wire is that it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, Ringo. I don't know. I have a, uh, I've mentioned this before on the pod. Terrible. I have a, a Mike Ringo, Carl Kessel, uh, friendly neighborhood Spider Man page hanging above my my table there. No Spider Man, but it's still a lovely page. Uh, so yeah, go read some superhero comics after you listen to this podcast four times, and after you jump over to Patreon.com/tigshow. We didn't do our intro, but it's fifteen minutes in, so let's do it now. Uh, yeah. Patreon.com/tigshow is where you can support the show for as little as one quarter per episode or as much as $100 per episode. There's really no limit. Uh, And uh, (laughs) you can go to anchor.fm slash Show to listen to all of our episodes. Scott mentioned last week that he might write a proper intro. I'm going to guess that did not happen Mm -hmm. yet. Oh, Uh -oh. uh-oh. No. Okay. Maybe we'll save that for the one hundred and fifty. Maybe I'll do that
1: today. Okay. Right, because it's
0: Monday go- afternoon. What else? What's what else? Do I finished my do work for today? the day
1: by like ten o'clock this morning, so I, I've been oh, doing wow. nothing for.
0: Took a little nap. There you go. That's Wow, lunch. super! That's exciting. Okay, so I guess this was my idea because you mentioned we talked briefly about the boys last week. Uh, just ha- if we had seen it. Uh, I think I remember you at one point saying you had some thoughts, and then when I brought it back up, you said you don't remember. So I don't know how today's show is <laughs> going to go. We're going to play, play it. We're going to play it. We're going to play it by ear. My notes are mostly like uh, bullet points to talk about. So we'll see how it goes. But besides the boys, the other thing that got me sparked on this was the new relaunch of the X Men books, the Jonathan Hickman, uh, Pepe Loraz, and R.B. Silva and Marte Gracia reboot of the X Men essentially universe. Um, I picked them up cause I liked the artists on it. I didn't know what to expect. Everyone was like, uh, everyone was loving these books on, on the tweets and the Facebooks. And, uh, I fucking loved them. I was, I, I couldn't stop thinking about the, the three issues I read for like a day or two. Like it's so hmm. great right up my alley. Uh, I heard someone, I think it might've been Chris Parton or somebody on Twitter was talking about how like reading these, these new X-Men books reminded him of when he was a kid and reading x-men books and it did the same thing to me it, it kind of reminded me of lots of omega red chris claremont's x-men books it kind of has that same vibe to it like uh i don't know it reinstilled in me the fact that these are the marvel characters i love like you could take your avengers you could take everything else give me the x-men so <clears throat> with that while i enjoy this interesting maybe i'll look them up you should they're they're pricey the, is- Pete. Well, we we'll probably have a fair amount. If you don't, if you don't end up buying them, remind me, and I'll bring them when I see you in a couple of weeks. Because I have a feeling we're going to have plenty of downtime <laughs> at this show in a couple of weeks, so you could read them. Well, I can go buy my uh, own there. You oh, you probably could. Uh, so I guess uh, while I while I uh, quote enjoy uh, close quote this beer, uh, I'm interested, Scott, in. Did you start reading comics through superhero comics, which I think you did, and then do yeah. you remember what the when you first, what was the first books that you that you read that weren't superhero comics?
1: Ooh, the first books that I read that weren't superhero books. I remember finding uh, Warren Ellis's Hellblazer run when I was 16, maybe? Um, and that got me into a lot of the Vertigo stuff. I started picking up Preacher and... Neil Gaiman, Sandman collections. I was reading what books of magic a little bit. Uh, I don't know. I just it seemed it seemed so adult. Uh-huh. Like, uh huh. It, it was it was it was cool to do that sort of shit. To I didn't understand a goddamn thing, but you know,
0: yeah. You for every issue you read of Hellblazer, you probably got a hair on your chest.
1: Yeah, exactly
0: yeah
1: yes so i have three hairs
0: (laughs) right uh so i guess i would consider those superhero books though i guess they're super powered books hellblazer has powers but you don't consider
1: those like a superhero book because they're not not a hero no the original hellblazer run was not a superhero book absolutely not right but
0: he has super he has super powers he doesn't have super powers can he talk to the
1: dead what do you call that occasionally okay he's a magician that, that that's his thing he's like a home he's he's a magic hobo
0: okay okay so he doesn't have superpowers he's just a he no just has it, magic
1: he's a, a, a totally passive protagonist so uh, he's I don't know it's like um It's like if you watch any of the youtube video essays on the marvel universe he he's a character without an arc so everything else happens around him right right things happen to him and he interacts with the events that are happening he's never the instigating force in anything
0: right he doesn't go out on patrol every night looking for shit to do
1: yeah so right no no I, i i totally adored that book Uh, I thought his run was, uh, just, uh, criminally short-lived. Uh, but, uh, yes, but that got, no, you know what, that didn't get me into other stuff. Probably not. I, I don't go looking for anything that's not superhero stuff. I wonder why that is. Like, I, I don't know. Usually because the art on not superhero stuff is shit. Right, that's
0: that's a that's a good point and that's i don't know what it is like even if it's not shit it could be really good but it's tends to be boring and more talking heads when it's not capes and cowls and fighting and stuff you tend to get a lot more like cerebral shit going on and even the most beautiful art there's only so many illustrations i can see of people talking and like especially maybe even now a little bit but especially when i was younger if i flipped through a book and it had tons of like exposition and word balloons i'd just be like fuck that like no thanks you know yeah. whereas now i i breeze through a six dollar comic in 10 minutes i could probably use a little more meat to it nowadays you know use a lot more meat um but yeah so it's funny you mentioned the preacher and garth Ennis,
1: right it was garth ennis's run is that what
0: you said hellblazer
1: no it was a warren ellis oh. oh warren ellis okay so yeah he only did like 12 issues
0: Maybe. Well, that's his. That's his. That's his M.O. Right, is to come, drop a bomb of great comedy, yeah, and then, then say, "Well, off. he had, right.
1: he had the uh, the controversial uh, gun in school issue, right around the time of Columbine that Vertigo pulled, and they shelved yeah. for a long time. I think that got him off of the book. He's like, I, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Yeah." That well so for me good old-fashioned yeah. creative differences so okay so at your height
0: of uh, we'll get back to me in a second that's why everyone's listening but for you during your height of comic reading right I was about uh six foot so, <laughs> so let's 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 do easy math let's say let's say if you read uh, five monthly comics mm-hmm were any of them at any time not a superhero book. Like did you ever collect other than like other than this stuff, when you were reading comics on the regular into there, your twenties or early thirties? I can
1: only remember one time where I went to the shop every week. I remember just after I had moved out and I was working and I had an apartment with a roommate and I had a little bit of coin every week I would Every Wednesday I'd go get Panda Express and my books at Atomic at Paradise Valley Mall. And I would be I would read uh, that was the time of the original Ultimates. That was mm. Jim Lee's Batman Hush run. Um I think Morrison's new X-Men were also in that quite little period. Morrison, yeah. Um Jesus. There I feel like there was something else that i'm missing was that was whedon's x-men run concurrent with morrison i don't know i wasn't reading the x-men then huh i feel like a little too cool for me thing maybe but anyway yeah so i couldn't have been reading more than four or five monthly books Okay, so at that point, which would probably be
0: the height of your reading, I guess maybe as they were a all superhero adult. books. all superhero books, right. Yeah, so for me, and I've said this before on the show, I don't count Hell, I count I consider Hellboy a superhero comic. Basically, anyone with fantastic abilities that has what I would consider a quote unquote costume, I consider a superhero book. Okay. So I consider Hellboy You're wrong. I consider Hellboy a superhero book. I get it, but he has abilities. You got, you got, uh, you got Liz with the fire. Everyone has abilities. They're essentially a superhero team. They just fight monsters instead of supervillains. But other than that, it's a superhero book. Don't, don't, don't at me, people. I think that's what I'm supposed to say. Don't at me. Don't, don't at, me, at me. Bro, me. I, don't c- I don't fucking care if you at me at tig underscore show. You can at me, and I'll just. You can direct all your hatred to Scott at Scotty God. Uh, Do it. So if I'm not counting. If I'm not counting Hellboy, the, the, I, I almost wrote down Powers, but that's still superhero-based heavily, even mm-hmm, though it's a different yeah. take on the superhero genre. Uh, I've said this before on this program, but uh, Powers is what got me back into comics after about five years out of comics. Powers, is, Powers was my gateway drug back in. But if I had to to go back to what you said earlier, if I have to really drop consider what is a non-superhero comic that I got into heavily, and it was Preacher. So it was when I was going to art school early 2000s you know i was reading preacher shout out to steven reed who's probably not listening to this podcast but if he is i think he might have recommended it to me and i checked it out and i really Mm -hmm. dug it because prior to that all i cared about were superheroes growing up i never was into the like by the time i got into comics it was after the black and white indie boom and it was right before the you know late 80s so right before the big image boom so it's like it's like I miss that, that that sort of run of like cool, non superhero indie style books. And like you mentioned, a lot of these cool indie style books didn't have great art. Like that's all I care about is great art. Like this X Men relaunch that I'm loving right now, if it didn't have these two artists on it and had artists I didn't like, I wouldn't be reading it, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I was I was probably like twenty six or twenty seven before I ever read He's doing his own a thing comic. Man. Right yeah man you my don't Six year old does understand. his own
1: thing but I wouldn't pay four dollars <laughs> yeah. a month for his stuff right
0: you don't you just don't get it man you you're brainwashed bro by the big two uh you're sucking on the teats of Marvel and DC but yeah Covert shit so I was I was probably in my mid20s before I read any comic that didn't that wasn't a superhero book. Um, or that wasn't like a random like conan issue that just got thrown in somewhere that i read or like was in a like a marvel comics presents or something like that but that shit doesn't count
1: no way it reads conan
0: and so it was preacher and even though and the thing about preacher was that might have been the first book where i was like the art's good but it's not blowing me away it's not it's not giving me a hummer and making me run around the room screaming it's it's just solid
1: art is that what happens
0: Yeah, all the time. So preacher was really like this. It was story based that I loved it, and the art was, was the art was uh, entertaining and good enough that I dug it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did not. That's the first comic I can recall ever buying that I didn't buy for the art was preacher. I bought that for the story. Okay. Uh, And Hmm. and it might be the last comic I ever bought for the story. Um, And I didn't do the whole. I didn't. I didn't read every issue of preacher you know i got like the first couple trades it's not like i was you know balls deep in the preacher
1: um oh so this episode <sighs> is disgusting your wife is gonna be very disappointed what else is new let's explore
0: what are you thinking about what do you what do you what is it that you think makes superhero comics so why is every why is that why is it the gateway drug for almost everyone? Is it just age? Like it's what there it's, is, right? But I mean, if you're a 30 year old now, you can get in through like Paper Girls or Saga or something like that. So I think I think people that have only been reading you comics could. for like ten like ten years they might have not they might not read a lot of superhero comics. Anybody but getting
1: if, into comics on their own, it's going to be superhero comics. But if you go to your yeah. comics buddy and you're like, yo um i'd kind of like to start reading comics they're gonna hand you a hellboy they're gonna hand you saga they're gonna hand you preacher uh something that's a a little bit more mainstream accessible but a lot of people i would imagine in those kind of conversations today are saying yo i really liked endgame what are some comics i can read and they're going to be shoved superhero books yeah,
0: I, I, I still think it's heavily age-based. Like, um, my my wife and I were both in our 30s when we got together, and I tried to get her into comics, so I would give her, like, Sleeper, or I would get her, like, a crime book or something like that. There's no way I'm going to hand her a fucking Todd McFarlane Amazing Spider-Man trade or something like that, you know? Like, there's no way that's going to be a gateway drug for uh, a person with multiple college degrees in their 30s. You like, that's tried not that. going to do it. Maybe I should have. Maybe she would read my comics now. Right. Which she she doesn't. But uh, that's that's fine. It doesn't matter. I'm supportive of her career, it's just like everybody else. So yeah, I think I think I think a lot of is at age. I think maybe ten or fifteen years ago there wasn't a lot of non superhero comics that were like now. I feel like that field is so that genre. If if you divide it into just two genres, capes and not capes, I feel like there's way more books now to get into. I mean, The Walking Dead probably was the biggest. Sure. Uh, you know biggest influence there uh i mean there's plenty of people who probably only there's i bet you there's a huge majority of comic book readers who only read the walking dead every month that's the only comic they ever
1: read Uh, maybe i don't know i feel like uh like the vertigo stuff is probably pretty popular with a certain crowd like you could go to some weird chick's apartment and she'd have all the volumes of sandman but nothing else.
0: Yeah, I think it is that just like is that just like the literary aspect of it? Like you yes. like I, I feel yes. like there's
1: a there's a like a, a street nerd cred to that sort of stuff. Yeah. The, they're the comics that appear on all these library lists. Right.
0: Yeah. So if you were on a subway, which I've never been on a proper American subway, but I have been on a subway in Seoul and Tokyo, shout out to me. But <laughs> It, if you're on a subway in America YouTube. in 19, 1993, and you're reading Volume One of Brigade, you are. And I say I'm reading Volume One of Brigade on a subway. I, I am essentially have a sign that says, "Please don't ever fuck me." Like I, you can, we will never have sex. Whereas if a chick with black hair was reading, you know, Death the High Cost of Living, uh-huh. you were like, "Oh, I can't wait to meet that girl." Like whatever it's going to take to get with her just because it was a comic though right 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 but yeah
1: but well I guess like uh, if I she guess was like a also god. reading Brigade
0: <laughs> oh
1: that would I would have just
0: I would have creamed in my pants and not even been able to get I would right, you would have had, had that stops. running
1: around screaming boner
0: right right yes I would have had to go five extra stops because I couldn't you know you know what I'm saying I had to sit there is what I'm saying if she was reading uh, Marat Michael's masterpiece Brigade number no. one yeah it's i don't know it and it seems to be males got into superhero comics and as the young female readership is coming in it started with kind of the non-superhero comics now there's all sorts of captain marvel miss marvel all sorts of uh female uh I, i shouldn't even be gender basing these comics but there's more more comics easily access accessible by women now yeah you know, it's not all big tits it's not all image guys drawing like big tits and shit like that like Sadly girls enough. can read superhero comics now and not be awkward like you know the, like i read the rogue and savage land uh issue of x-men <laughs> when i was a kid and <laughs> yes, my right. and my mom was like my mom was like what the fuck are you reading because she's like in her panties and shit right
1: there's no more swimsuit
0: issues right <laughs> right so nowadays that wouldn't happen you don't get to see punisher in a bikini thong yeah um <laughs> But yeah, so, weird. so I. I, I, I <laughs> but I'm trying to think of what, as a kid, what got me into comics, and the only thing I can think of is
1: look at Bishop's glutes. Yeah, hairy
0: legs, hairy thighs, hairy <laughs> belly. The. Oh, the, the jam! I'm, I'm trying hair. to figure out <laughs> what would have got me into comics as a kid. Sunglasses, and uh, it must have been. That I associated comics with cartoons. I loved cartoons, and so comics were like maybe the next okay step. That makes sense. I don't quite sure. know. What do you What do you think? Like other than like maybe the art or whatever. Like, what do you think made you pick up your first comic or get that into? That was comics? all the art, though.
1: There's there wasn't anything else beside that. I've been drawn forever, and th- this was just something. You know, uh, it wasn't just one cool picture. You know, for. A buck twenty-five, I could get twenty-two pages of cool pictures.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: might have been. Yeah, I was into trading cards at the time. I've told this story a thousand times. You know, I was in all the Marvel trading cards. So you buy a pack of cards, and it's whatever the fuck the lousy packs were like eight cards, but the best packs you get like eleven or twelve. And so you know, and and that was per pack probably the same cost as one comic. So I could buy a comic and get you know ten times the illustration.
0: Yeah, that's true,
1: and And not worry about getting duplicates all the time.
0: All right, and if you're not careful, you could get a fun story too.
1: Besides, I I, I don't need another fucking Namor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it always sucked. Those whatever the ratio was, they would always fucking you. You'd have like fifteen North Stars, but you couldn't get a goddamn like binary or something. You know, I can't give away all these speed balls. (laughs) Oh, I wish I had a speedball right now because this beer is tough. Uh, yeah, I was a fan. I was a fan of speedball actually. I, I thought yeah, I, bought no, the first, I have the first. You've professed your love for
1: speedball on numerous right. occasions,
0: right? If done correctly, he could be a he could. You know, we should we should be reading speedball
1: number five hundred and eighty-two right now. What <laughs> we should be reading in in some universe that is a thing, right? This is the speedball had- podcast in some <laughs> alternate reality. <laughs> it's all speedball all the time yeah
0: yep in my in my reality uh speedball and sleepwalker are the two biggest mcu properties and we're on like sleepwalker number eight in the movies the only time and, uh, i've ever
1: said speedball is as the butt of a joke
0: don't you remember that issue where like uh no his dad was yeah i don't he, so he's his dad was yelling at him this was an issue of new warriors because drawn by mark bagley probably written by fabian nietzscheza And uh, it was uh, Robbie Baldwin, a.k.a. Speedball, was uh, fighting with his dad, right? And uh, his dad, like Robbie would wear like ripped up shirts and all this shit, and his dad would come in like, why do you got to dress a certain way? Why do you got to act a certain way? And then uh, Robbie Baldwin was essentially like, I do this to get attention because really I like smooth jazz. And I like, like, like basically like was like, (laughs) he's like, check out my Ruben Blades CDs that I have. And at that point I thought Ruben Blades was Ruben Blades, the actor. They're the same people, but I didn't know that's how you pronounce it or that he made music, but he was so like not edgy. Like that actually gave me less of a boner. When I found out that Speedball was into like, Latin jazz fusion music, and was only being edgy <laughs> to piss off his dad. I was like, "Oh man, fuck! All right, give me more uh, Richard Ryder and Namorita or Namora flirting. I'll take that." You know, so we should do a new Warriors podcast. I think is what is where this is going. <laughs> new Warriors appreciation sode is where we got to go. <laughs> Night Thrasher, Silhouette, right. Rage later on, yeah, Rage, yeah.
1: Was yeah, Darkhawk one of rage. the New Warriors?
0: Darkhawk, well, Dark Hawk was, I think, like an honorary new. Like he would show up, fill in a little bit, bounce. Yeah, Darkhawk. Uh, okay. The the new Nova, which wasn't the a new Nova. He just had a new costume, and everyone called him Kid Nova. But he was the same old Nova. <laughs> he's um, just, he's <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> he's just, just an he's old like dude. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a he's thirty year old man out hanging wall. out with like sixteen year olds. Yeah, <laughs> it's like hanging out with sixteen year olds, and he gets a ponytail and shit. Uh, yeah, starts fucking a fish woman who's the <laughs> n- niece of, you know, Imperious Rex. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I, I. To me, I think it's cartoons. I loved cartoons, and I loved toys. I talked about this in a in a. Uh, I sent this to a tweet to a uh, shout out to John Burgers. He said uh, G.I. Joe was 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 the comic he got into that wasn't necessarily superheroes because he liked the cartoon. So I dug I the cartoon yeah i played with the toys but when i really started getting into comics i was i had stopped playing with toys and i started sleeping past cartoon time so i stopped watching Mm. cartoons but i think comics was to me like like the next step there like i could still get what i got out of comics Mm -hmm. and i didn't have to or out of cartoons and i didn't have to get up at 7 a.m on a saturday to watch that uh, that makes turbo or turbo Teen. i
1: might have been watching the x-men animated series before i started buying books i i cannot confirm that i don't recall but that i would not yeah. be surprised if in my timeline that were a thing
0: yeah see that's again where our age difference shows up that cartoon came out when i was living overseas and so i never saw that until i i never saw the x-men cartoon till like 94 when i came back and it was like reruns or you mm. know whatever fox kids right. whatever the f- channel it was on uh but by that point i was an adult so i was you know crushing puss and going to bars and stuff ah. i wasn't uh w- watching fox kids right x-men cartoons You were missing uh, out. yeah apparently I, I probably would have been better served doing that but uh it, it, yeah it just i never even considered and at some point we're going to get into the the topic of the show which or the the prompt of the show but I never even considered a non-superhero comic. It didn't even cross my mind that that would be something I would ever be interested in. Probably until Preacher, until I was in my mid twenties, and someone's like, I, and I felt like it was almost like, dude, time to grow up. You got to stop reading like Spawn that's, and shit. That's whatever. what it
1: was. That's what it felt like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I went it's right time to, from reading right. like Backlash to picking up Hellblazer. You know, I, right, I, because- I I would I would read the books with my pinky up.
0: Right. And it was like, uh, you know, leaving the comic shop in a brown paper bag, which is most comics used to be sold in brown paper bags Mm. because they're like porn. Like you would keep your comics in that bag till you got home. But if I was reading, a, 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 especially a graphic novel, if I was reading a graphic novel of Preacher, I would proudly read that in public because that meant I was smart and I was better than you and I knew something
1: you didn't quite know. Um, Yeah, you dropped that, you know... uh, that third issue of the miniseries, the books of magic miniseries on the counter, you, you just look at the cashier. He's like, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, I know. That's right.
0: Ring me up, bitch. I got a Mastercard. I can put this on. Um, so yeah, I, so now me as a, as a, uh, early forties aged adult, I guess half the comics I get are probably not superhero comics and the others are. And then some are kind of in the middle, sci-fi comics, shit like that whatever um anyways 40 minutes in this conversation was kind of prompted by the boys and I, I i don't know if we're gonna have the same uh response to the boys tv show uh on amazon so real quick huh. the boys ran for 70 the boys ran for 72 issues holy first shit six were at, the first six were at Wildstorm. the rest were at dynamite uh, created by Garth Ennis, Derek Robertson. Derek didn't draw. I don't. I don't even know if he drew the majority of the issues. But it ran forever, and he's the owner of it. Uh, I had no. I was shocked at seventy-two issues. 72. I thought it would have been like a. I thought it would have been like a twelve-issue maxi yeah. series or something. Like oh that. my god. <laughs> uh, and then uh, so it just came out on Amazon. First season, I liked it. I there wasn't really anything I didn't enjoy about it. i thought it was highly enjoyable especially considering okay the other We're recent like super right so the other recent super superhero adaptations i thought had some stuff i didn't really love and maybe it's like so umbrella academy had some stuff i didn't love but i liked it overall but i'm really familiar with that property i read those comics i'm i wasn't familiar at all with the boys sorry derek if you're listening to this i i didn't I didn't read the boys, so I went in kind of fresh, and uh, it was fine. I mean, it obviously, the point of it was to be weird, or not be weird, but be, like, offensive and whatever. But I've long thought that if superheroes really existed, they would behave like the Seven behave in the boys. They would not be... You would have way more supervillains than you have superheroes if people really had superpowers.
1: Yes. 10 to 1. It's... It's... uh a highly cynical and you could argue realistic take
0: right right um, okay so what is uh because you asked me about it i said i was almost done and you made a noise you made a noise like uh and then you stopped talking so i could finish watching the show and we haven't followed up since so did it, it what, what what are your thoughts on it i mean did you have expectations going into it
1: no Uh, I didn't know much about it other than it was a Garth Ennis superhero book. And so just knowing how much disdain he has for the genre, um, you would expect something along these lines. I... It was... It something that struck me as I continued to watch was how it didn't forget anything. The show's got a long memory and uh, it was almost like, like consequence porn. Like it, they, they used everything that happens is built upon and used later. So I, it's I wouldn't necessarily call it the tightest plotting but it's i was i don't know i feel like there's a lot of lazy writing where um shows or movies or whatever will introduce a certain points and then they'll just forget about it just because it was cool Mm -hmm. to do but you know, right. we we don't need to follow up on it. But everything that happens leads to something else and changes the characters involved, uh, which I thought was really interesting and admirable. The whole show is a, just a fucking nightmare and uncomfortable. It's like it's like the Handmaid's Tale of superheroes. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. It, actually, there's certain
0: times. Because I was watching it, so again, my wife won't watch, won't read a comic book, but she'll watch Umbrella Academy, and she'll watch the boys. So there were times, like, I thought it was going to get much worse and much more uncomfortable, and I I was happy when it pulled back a little bit. Like, I don't want to see a super-powered rape scene, and I thought at one point I was going to see a super-powered rape scene, and then I got nervous. Because I, I guess I don't want my wife to roll her eyes and look at me and be like, this is what you've done with your life. You know, so I, I want yeah. I want things to be good. I want it to be good media, so that I don't feel like a total loser in front of I, my spouse. I think
1: that was. Um, I think that 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 was the moment where I thought, you know, once the deep drops his pants, he's like, "Yo, Starlight, if you want to be a member of the team." Right. You got to pay your dues. I I thought at that point I like growing up and watching a bunch of shitty action movies. Like if people get raped all the time, and it's just the impetus or for the hero to do right. the the revenge thing, or you know, right. Charles Bronson's fiance is raped and murdered in every fucking Death Wish movie, and that's what leads this geriatric man to start shooting people and i thought it was going that way but not only did that particular beat in that episode have consequences for starlight going forward but it also had consequences for the deep going forward and changed both of their characters in dramatic ways so I, I I see usually it's a really lazy sort of tool this the rape and sexual assault thing just it, it's a shortcut to tell the audience this is a bad dude right. it's like it's like killing a dog or something you know it's like or beating a kid you know, all these the, the terrible I I don't know rather than going through and following a character and us getting to know this person and knowing that they're a bad person, we, we can just take 30 seconds and have them do this one awful thing that is it, what the audience would deem as irredeemable, you know. But, right. but they take that thing and they, they both of those characters live with it going forward, everybody lives with everything. And it, it, it changes every character in every way going forward. Probably except for the main characters. Except I found the boys to be the, the lamest part of the whole show. Like Billy Butcher and I don't yeah. even remember the other Fox names. But those guys, even like <laughs> Huey is like eh, meh. But like the workings of the Voight Corporation and the the way that right. superheroes worked in the real world was all were all the best bits. Right, but they have to be I mean, they you
0: need the boys there to count they're the good guys in this story. Even though the good guys, yeah. Even though they're they're figuring out how to murder somebody in the first two episodes and Yeah, that's they are the good guys. And the thing is that's sort of the thing,
1: right? That's that's like the rule of the, the anti hero protagonist fiction is the bad guy's gotta be really fucking bad. Right,
0: but that's what's funny is the one that they end up killing isn't really that bad of a guy. Like he's a little bit of a perv, but he's not like as bad as some of the other characters on that show. And so it seems like they take one of the better character or one of the the least like reprehensible characters, and that's the one that they murder from the jump. Uh, and maybe that was on purpose. Maybe that goes to show like they're they're in this no matter what. Like because it's easy to kill a monster, but. Just to kill a guy because if they don't and he gets away, they're gonna die. Like it was like self-preservation, um, killing the invisible dude. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I, I, uh, I like that too. That uh, everything has consequences. Everything kind of built. Uh, you know, not like you said, like you could think like it was easy even through the first like maybe five six episodes to think like the deep is just a joke and blah blah blah. But then you see that it goes deeper. He's just like insecure. Pun uh, I think he. I, I think he's like. I think he he really just wants to have sex with dolphins, maybe. So he's, like, really, like, doesn't really yeah, know what to Yeah, there was this do. really
1: weird, just, like, tonally confused scene with him kidnapping a dolphin and then fingering its blowhole because it wanted him to or something. But <laughs> seeing the dolphin go flying through the windshield of the car was pretty entertaining.
0: Yeah, I, uh i know enough i've seen i saw in one of the trailers and i think i saw a panel from the issue years ago when it came out but uh when they found the babies in the incubators i already knew what was going to happen with baby laser eyes so i just started like giggling to myself and my wife just looked at me and i just kept (laughs) giggling and as soon as it happened it was so satisfying uh yeah I, I, i guess i i like the exploration of the superheroes as being monsters more than like the boys wanting their revenge, because that's an easy that's a that's been told a million times is wanting well, revenge. Well, so has
1: the 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 idea of absolute power corrupting absolutely, which is you know, yeah, you, you've got this Superman dude. Who's, yeah, pro- it would. Yeah, it, it sucks to say, but yeah, it probably turn out like that. Oh,
0: for sure. If there was a if there was one person, like if we had lived in a world only as Superman. He would be, he would rule the planet. He, I mean, there's no, he would be the guy ruling the planet. We would all be his subjects. He would not be, you know, loyal to one country and betterment of mankind. Like that would just, that would not happen. Uh, yeah. And I think that's why I started to like, like, uh, you know, kind of the, the gateway drug, I think of every kid who likes superheroes is probably, uh. The authority, And so the authority was one of the first books that kind of captured these people aren't good people. And they, you know, they all have flaws and they all might be, you know, not the best kind of people, but maybe if given the right motivation or something like that, they could be good or whatever. But,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It's the, the, the idealistic approach to crime fighting just isn't practical. No. Yeah. No, it's not. It would, you'd, no they didn't believe in rehabilitation so right just there's a problem you solve the problem by getting rid of the problem forever
0: yeah and yeah so I yeah I like I like the arcs of the characters uh I I did did you have a problem with the uh I'll put a spoiler alert up at the beginning of the episode did you oh Jesus
1: we're already yeah now? well
0: I mean at the at the beginning so people if you're listening to this it's your own fault um this could be every podcast if you're listening to this podcast it's your own fucking fault don't blame (laughs) us um i kind of had a problem Uh, i understand billy butcher had a hard-on and all this stuff but i did kind of have a problem with he had no problem killing a baby in the finale and supposedly himself yeah like i that i i wasn't expecting that like I was kind of waiting for his i was no, kind of waiting for his character to show a conscience at some
1: point, and it never did you know he never did uh, no he's he's unforgivable and i I don't know you once you go to that point to have your protagonist um be just as unlikable as everything they're fighting against then you have a show with nobody to root for so i'm afraid it's going to end up like later seasons of like sons of anarchy and
0: yeah i mean i guess you can root for starlight and huey i mean there's a i like the idea of maybe in the next season i like of them having a member of the seven on their side like i like starlight kind of i thought her character was great like the she's super super conservative super religious and then life treats her like shit the first chance it gets and so she starts to realize things and uh, i thought her character was great uh huey to me was just kind of like a wet paper bag like he's like is first of all
1: she would never he's one he's the he's yeah like like i was saying he's one of the he's a passive character so everything kind of just happens to him he's he's caught up in everything
0: Yeah, I I guess, uh, I mean, uh, in a a show full of superheroes, the thing I thought most unbelievable was that she would fall for him just because he's nice. But maybe because he's the only nice person
1: around her, maybe that's what it is. But uh, you know what they say, nice guys crush puss. Well, obviously.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. Like it's, I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't have any big problems with it. I think it set itself up. Apparently, the second season was announced before the first season ever even dropped on Amazon. They had already greenlit a second season. I think they might already be filming the second season. So I'm into it. I mean, I think it's fine. I don't have any problems with it. I'm looking forward to the second season. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, a couple of years ago, Powers came out on like some channel called Crackle, and it was fucking terrible. So I was kind of you never know how good something's gonna be and this was actually pretty good i thought everyone did a good job i mean
1: i think that it was powers was too early i think that's something that could sell now that could be a netflix show or an amazon show or hulu show today yeah that's that's Uh, the
0: thing that's weird about it is it the because the first season seemed the second season was almost like a soft reboot with much more money invested in it but by at that point the first season just looked cheesy. The first season looked like a fan film with, like, no budget. Um, I was I was actually really bummed at, the, at that, that because I'm such a huge Powers fan. That might be one of my favorite comics of all time. So that was a little bummer to me personally. But like I said, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. To go back to kind of today's topic, I was pleasantly surprised with the boys overall. I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, the fact that my wife watched the whole thing. She enjoyed it. You know, that says something my kid, who won't read a goddamn comic to save his life, he watched the whole season. So, yeah, it was great. Like we all enjoyed it, you know. And uh I really I really can uh e- uh express enough how much I enjoyed how much I'm enjoying the Jonathan Hickman X-Men reboot um with Pepe Larraz and RB. That's an RB interesting Silva.
1: topic. The the He's... reboot? <laughs> No, the, uh, your son sitting down to watch it and yeah, I, your wife I, sitting down to watch it. Like, it, I wouldn't read the book. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. But I'll sit down and I'll watch eight episodes. Yeah, well, I mean... Like, if there was a... You're going to see human... T- like, I, I wouldn't read The Walking Dead either. Yeah. But I would sit down and watch the show if it was the only thing to watch. You know, it's kind of scandalous. It's not, like cheesy and boring
0: like i think he probably imagines like a superhero show being like the flash or something like that where it's and i enjoy those shows too but they're definitely like they have to toe a line where the boys didn't have to toe a line and you knew you know you knew 30 minutes into the boys the first episode of the boys like this is going to be a hard r i guess for lack of a better term but yeah i mean i guess it's easy to go into if you don't have any expectations you're meeting these characters for the first time it's easy to buy what they're selling and it was well done the budget was well done i never like saw i never saw anything and it's like oh that looks cheap like none of that really happened to me it looked like a good you know it looked on par with like the jack ryan amazon prime show or like the Mm. you know mrs mazel or whatever it looked like they put just as much money into this superhero tv show as they do all their other shows it looked good it didn't look didn't look cheesy or whatever it's a solid eight Episodes, so they can stretch the budget. It's not like the CW shows where they put out twenty episodes a year.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure they're not under the same time constraints. As right, a weekly TV show. So yeah. So uh,
0: I was pleasantly surprised oh. by yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Did you wanna? Did you wanna mention how uh, strikingly similar Carl Urban looks to you... show mascot Mitch Gerrits?
0: Yeah. He yes. Did we talk about this off air last week at any point? Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Carl Urban as Billy Butcher looks just like Mitch Garretts as Mitch Garretts in real life. Like so that <laughs> that's what we should do is give me like a buddy cop. Billy Butcher looks exactly like Mitch Garretts yes. as Billy Butcher. Yes, so give me as By Mitch the way, Garrett's. if Mitch doesn't uh, Mitch doesn't uh take his kid Halloweening trick-or-treating this year as billy butcher he's really missing a fucking prime opportunity there but give me give me a stanley mitch garrett's buddy pick which whatever you know just (laughs) bear with me here let's let's switch some timetables let's make it fantasy and give me mark i'm following mark Mark maron and carl urban as stanley and mitch garrett's in like a buddy like a road comedy like let's say they're both going to like uh oh, they're both yeah. going to Dragon Con in Atlanta and and the planes are grounded in Dallas the only way they can get there is oh, to rent a, the okay. only way they can get
1: there is to rent a car so Stan trains planes and automobiles yeah. with Stanley and Mitch so Stan Garretts.
0: throws down the Amex black card and uh Mitch is like oh I'm just here promoting the new uh new issue of Strange whatever the, the Adam Strange book they're doing I don't remember the title that's a terrible and, uh Yeah, I know. My Mitch is... i got to work on my Mitch. And then they're... Uh, oh,
1: Mr. Miracle.
0: <laughs> so then they're like, Shit, how are we going to get there? And then Stan Lee just walks by and jiggles some uh, Hertz rental car keys. And he's like, Come on, kid. You want a ride? Or, you know, let's, let's... You know, Excelsior. And then they hop in the car and they just fucking... It's got to be a convertible. And they just start cruising the I-10, you know, the I-20 out to Atlanta.
1: What? But what i like what's the conflict is mitch like drawing the whole time on his well you know on his Cintiq? you know the, the He's co- like keep the car steady man you know, the
0: conflict is probably Don't like stand. conflict is probably <laughs> like stands probably like oh that's a good idea let's do this and this and then mitch as car you know carl urban as mitch is like you're not gonna jack kirby me motherfucker like i i want to control this and it's going to be a, a existential play on uh, ip rights uh
1: Oh, Mitch is a DC artist.
0: Right, so they're giving cre- Mitch is a DC artist. S- spoiler alert. So they're giving. It's it's all about like giving actual credit. So you know, by the end of it, Stan has been educated on how to not fuck over Jack Kirby and, and artists. And uh, you know, Mitch maybe has a little softer side for old Stan because you know Stan's he's old. Then and-
1: oh, we have to establish that then. What? Well, no. Okay. Is Mitch anti Stan? because he's old oh yeah mitch no or, mitch is
0: anti-stan because of
1: kirby right so this is a this uh, is a, i i think it's better if it's just because he's old and then like by the end there's like some, he's not cool like big yeah. like funny dance number right. in an old folks home and mitch really has a change of heart right. it's like or there's like the elderly aren't useless yeah or
0: there's like a bar fight and stan has to bail out mitch you know carl you know mark maron has to bail out mm-hmm. carl urban because mm-hmm. he can't you know he's getting his ass kicked and so you need old guy to come in and then you know and then maybe like uh maybe like mark maron as stan lee has like a a story a parable if you will about like oh one time in uh one time in hell's kitchen i had to uh, bail jack kirby out of a bar fight and you know this reminds me of that and so then carl urban is carl uh, urban
1: is like his bitten mall rats
0: right so then carl urban as mitch is like oh so you really are a friend of the artist we've got you all wrong so, you know, at the end of the movie,
1: everyone's right, no one's wrong, we're all happy, Oscar's a boon. Well, wasn't, wasn't Stan, like, the art director or something at some point? He was editor-in-chief. He must have done something with the art. And Mitch could be like, you don't know anything, fucker, you're a writer. I just want to I wanna, just want to see Mitch yell, right. fucker. Right, there could be, like, Stan a whole Lee scene where they're, like, arguing over, like... You
0: can't steal my art and put it in a file folder for 30 years because it's on the computer. And then yeah. Mark Marin is Stan Lee is like, What's a computer? And then, you know, Carl Urban as Mitch is like, Maybe I should drive. You know, like that's a funny little. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like Stan's got like 60 years of experience. And uh, Mitch has got his Eisner on a gold chain <laughs> around his neck. It's like, What do you know, bitch? Scoreboard. Yeah.
0: And stands like I got an I got a I got an Eisner for like lifetime achievement, and then Mitch is
1: like, "Oh," and he just grabs his crotch. Yeah,
0: that's my Eisner.
1: I got your Eisner right here. Yeah.
0: And then Mitch is like, "Oh, lifetime achievement. That's one Eisner. I'm gonna have three by the time this movie comes out." You know, and then cut to like the drone shot of like the pink Cadillac cruising down the fucking interstate. You know it's it's like a, you could do it could be like a gang war movie because it's marvel dc it could be a old versus young thing and you're welcome mitch for us to keep saying you're
1: young you're welcome uh you know it, i wish i could do a stanley yeah. maybe we uh, i wish i could do the voice i like i can hear it in my head yeah and i want to put it in my mouth I, <laughs> yeah you do want to put it in your mouth i feel like we uh
0: I feel like we should write a, a, a short one scene of this and then act it out somehow. Hmm. Do you think, much like the Darth Vader voice thing, do you think there's a Mitch Garrett's voice generator online? Oh. Oh, maybe we'll just get Evan. We'll get Evan to play. There's like 10 we'll of We'll get them. Evan to play Mitch, and then we'll get uh, somebody really old Layman. to play Stan. Layman can do Stan. Yeah, Layman can do Stan. Evan will do Mitch. And we'll, it'll be like a one-act show.
1: Hmm. It'll be like, uh, (laughs) yeah, it'll be like the Loki play at the beginning of Ragnarok.
0: Right, with Matt Damon and uh, who played uh, played Odin? Oh, Odin played Odin in that. Loki played Odin in that. Yeah, Yeah, and Matt Damon.
1: I don't know who was Thor. I couldn't place that dude. Uh, I don't know. It's probably some fucking dork
0: screaming at his ipod right now his night his first generation ipod nano right now like oh it was so and so who later started in such and such on crackle all right yeah all right so i guess we've played
1: the- if you know the answer <laughs> just at we don't give a fuck at
0: uh at hypertext protocol dot slash slash dot twitter dot com Okay so I, th- I, th- I, I I don't think this episode went the way I thought it was gonna be, but I didn't really think about how it was gonna be
1: No one exactly the way I thought it so was yeah uh,
0: super'm uh, I'm, a, I'm
1: a non I, I will not apologize I have here in my notes at the very end Mitch hate stand Lee. <laughs> so uh, uh,
0: I unabashedly love superhero comics. That's all there is to it. I love all comics but I do love superhero comics. I'm 43 years old I love superhero comics. Uh, I feel like... It's not cool, especially if you're a creator. Maybe it's not cool to be into superhero comics, but I, I'm i into superhero comics. I'm into all comics still. Um, and I pay for my fucking comics. You know, I don't get comps from Marvel or D Detective Comics comics. I don't get cop
1: Marvel? Marvel,
0: Timely, Atlas. I don't get. I'm not on their comp list. An-
1: that's Annette Benning. You don't get comps from Annette Benning? No, Bening? I don't. I don't. I wish I did. I would take. I would take her comps
0: all day. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm not on their mailing list. I don't get those comps. I, I read comics. Uh, you know, I might only buy three or four a month, but I read them. Uh, they're good. Comics are fun. Still, one of my favorite things to do is read comics. Yeah. Uh, you know, sure.
1: What else are you going to do on the toilet?
0: Yeah, there's, yeah, I can only check Instagram so much. And, you know, you dirty up your phone. You got to wash your phone. It's, it's hygiene issues a, a boon a bound. all right uh i don't have anything else in my notes thank god it should okay so so would you recommend the boys to people who don't like or who don't read comics or is it too much or do you have to know the person like like
1: i it it, it can easily be too much it is not for everybody i would not recognize or recommend the boys to my aunt uh She walked out of Batman Returns because it was too violent. What
0: about like a a youth pastor? Would you say the youth pastor should check out the boys? Oh, there is a, there is a religious aspect there. There is, there there is a character that is a youth pastor. So,
1: yeah, it's about a Christian superhero. Right.
0: I, you know, I actually think almost like Bible. I think they trade, I think traded, I think they treaded that line fairly well. Like, she, like Starlight might have got a little, uh, a little, uh, what's the, what's the disenfranchised or disillusioned? But she still is kind of like a conservative style character. She's still, she's a good person who believes in God or at least used to believe in God at some point. I think that's a good. St- that's a good. Char- they
1: are fairly well-rounded characters. Nobody is just one thing. There are no right stereotypes. I
0: want more Queen Maeve in next season because she kind of did it for me.
1: She wouldn't do it for you though. No,
0: she wouldn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> she bats from the left. <laughs> okay, all right, and I could say that cause I, I know people. I know people who bat. <laughs> I know people who bat from the left, so I can say that. <laughs> it's fine (laughs) send your letters to at scottygod at twitter.com um it's
1: okay I have black friends (laughs) oh I love the character's name of black noir too black black it's like the exit on the way to Flagstaff for table mesa road that's right that's right (laughs) <laughs> table table
0: road okay uh how was your uh 4.5 percent cooper's town it's not cooper's town right because that's the that's the
1: no cooper's just right cooper's town is for baseball dorks yeah right and alice cooper right
0: town although i think that closed in phoenix he might it might that might have run its course much like hard rock or something like that anyways yeah how was your how was your anyway down beer
1: yes yeah, it was fine um For a plain old pale ale that's not, um, something else like uh, (laughs) a cool, a weird like vanilla mango pale ale or something. Um, you know, it was uh, it was pretty flavorful, it wasn't just hoppy, so I appreciate that. It had notes of other things. Three and a half. Ooh. Three and a half.
0: My uh La trap Quadruple Trappist Ale, and then I had something very faintly written underneath it. I can't read it. Uh ten percent Belgian uh I, I would assume that's supposed to be a quadruple, whatever. Anyways. Ten percent. Uh Man, that first drink or two was rough. I don't know if you could see my face as I was sipping on it. Uh, yeah. Heavy alcohol forward, kind of just like like a punch in the face. When I already like the part. The problem is I kind of went into it thinking I wasn't gonna, knowing I wasn't gonna like it. So then, when you get those first mm-hmm. couple harsh sips, you're like, oh, everything's confirmed. But much like uh, much like my friend Google said, if when I waited and it warmed up more. It actually got better, so it got better mm-hmm. as I drank it uh, to the point where, like, I would say uh, the middle uh, third or the middle... It's
1: like the Ryan Cody of beers. Yes,
0: like the middle half was actually pretty good, and then the last sip, it might have warmed up a little bit too much. The last sip gulp might have been a little bit too much for me, uh, yeah. but it, it did get me to a point where we did a f- fan movie of Carl uh, Urban and Mark Marin. <laughs> uh casting a movie so that went somewhere I didn't have in my notes uh so I'm very interested it in was that. good as it it was actually decent as it warmed up I don't think I'll ever come fully around to, to uh the Belgian beers Belgian people I'm sure are wonderful wonderful people they could probably sing very well uh you know probably make really good sausages I assume uh but I don't know how much I love the beer uh waffles there you go so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a three because it does get the bonus of being ten percent without being like an IPA or like an imperial stout. Like you do get the hard alcohol in a in a European beer, which I think is rare. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it a three, uh, but with the caveat that I wouldn't actively buy this again. But if you got one in your hand, by all means, warm it up to 55 degrees Fahrenheit. And uh, have yourself a good time. All right, dude. Anything else? Nah, bro. All right, homeboy. It's time to say goodbye until next week.
1: Worst show ever. Say goodbye, Scott. Goodbye, Scott. There you go. Good job.